Hallelujah. Glory. Now let's just get something straight right away. What is the faithful witness? The Father was speaking to me today about the faithful witness. You know, written on his thigh, faithful witness, faithful and true, the Word of God, Revelation 19, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. What's the faithful witness? What's the witness of Christ? What's the apostolic witness of the glory cloud that the gates of hell can't prevail against? What is it? See what I did there? I just told you what it was. I don't know what's going on here. I'm overcome with emotions. <laughs> I feel like crying and laughing at the same time. <laughs> oh, that's the glory of God whacking you. Healing is the children's bread, and we need a tremendous amount of healing because every single one of us are coming out of hell. We're coming out of hell. We're coming out of the graveyard. We're coming out of the grave clothes. We're coming out of grave clothes Christianity. We're coming out of Jezebel's bewitchment of having begun in the spirit, trying to finish in the flesh. We're coming out of hell. And we're coming out of Satan. And we're coming out of carnal Christianity. And we're coming out of the flesh. And we're coming into the spirit of glory. And it's utterly shocking to most Pentecostal and charismatic Christians right now. I'm not even talking about evangelicals, man. I'm just talking about the people that speak in tongues, mostly. Tens of millions of them worldwide. And it's like still total wilderness. Every day's a struggle. Barely making it. Living by credit card payments. No prosperity. No olive tree. No apostolic covering. No faithful witness. How many of y'all know that's changing by the manifestation of the sons of God? How many know it's changing from hell to heaven by the faithful witness? How many of y'all know that the five natural senses are the gates of hell and that they cannot prevail against the apostolic witness, the faithful witness of the glory realm? Let that just settle into your bones. It cannot prevail against the glory realm. If you hold on to the promised land long enough, everyone will die in the wilderness around you of their unbelief, and you'll still get your promised land victory like Joshua and Caleb. We've held on to this promised land chalice of promised land Jurassic-sized fruitfulness for 11 years now, and we never backed down. They told us it was the devil every single day. They told us it was Satan and blasphemy and mocking the Holy Spirit every single day. I started out in the glory. I started out in the Assemblies of God in October of 1999 with deliverance, healing. I got healed from diseases, sexually transmitted diseases instantly. I got healed from drug addiction. I got healed from lust addiction. I got healed of all my sins and diseases 
in Minnesota Teen Challenge from October 1999 to January of 2000, and I got sovereignly baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, laying in my room all alone with liquid peace flowing through me like a river. And it was at that moment I said, I'll do whatever you want. I will do whatever you want, Lord Jesus. You have saved me from my sins. You have saved me from my rebellion. I completely give you a blank sheet to do whatever you want. Just fill the pages every single day for 20 years. And it's been awesome. It has been so wild and crazy every day, even through when it got real crazy, honestly. 22 months of Minnesota Teen Challenge, staff as a Teen Challenge for six months. I mean, driving demons out of people, healing the sick, doing all kinds of crazy miracles all the time for 22 months in revival at Teen Challenge, five months at Bible College, dark night of the soul because there was very little revival activity, and then inner city missions and doing that for years and years and years. It didn't really get crazy until I entered the strong new wine realm of the glory of God. That is when we entered the promised, la the promised land. That's when we entered heaven on earth in a level that the enemy couldn't handle. And the enemy was just ferociously attacking it to pull us out of it. That's when I got kicked out of my Bible college. I'd already graduated. You know, I was the poster child in Teen Challenge with my crazy testimony coming out of so much occult and severe drug addiction and being a brain-dead zombie, expelled out of several high schools and in and out of juvie, living in 24 different states before I'm 18, you know, running from the FBI and just the absolute most craziest life you could ever imagine in North, North America. And they just used my testimony to raise millions of dollars for their program every Sunday, going to hundreds of churches and with the Teen Challenge Choir and always giving my testimony and just blowing people's minds of, of the goodness of God and how much God can deliver people from the deepest grips of Satan and hell on earth. And all of that, I mean, none of that really spooked the kingdom of hell that bad. I mean, I gave my testimony... 300 times they made video documentaries of it and they're selling it on bookshelves and they were doing all that stuff documentaries of coming out of the occult and all the craziest stuff of satanism and sorcery that's in, in the secret places under underworld of america and uh, what goes on and with the, the satanists and stuff that i was deeply involved with and witches covens and stuff like that even human sacrifice and just dabbling with everything that's down here. Satan pulled me down into Tartarus. When I got born again, I was raised from the dead, spiritually out of Tartarus hell. Loose. Raised out of Tartarus hell, out of the realm of the underworld, reserved for sorcerers and fallen angels. That's why it took so much power, and I was crippled and paralyzed for hours when the Holy Ghost and the glory came on me October 15th of 1999. When you're that far gone and dead in the realm of hell, in the underworld where the sorcerers live called Tartarus, where the warlocks and witches that have relationships with demons and fallen angels live, and that's where I lived for years. And there are millions of people down there with relationships with demons and devils. There's sorcerers in every city in the world right now. And people live in Tartarus while their bodies walk the surface of the earth. Warlocks and witches are everywhere. I mean, they're in every church pretending to be Christians. 
The magic arts of Jezebel just deceive the whole world to bring hell to earth instead of heaven to earth, to bring rules and regulations, do's and don'ts to earth instead of freedom and abundant life and healing and prosperity to earth. So it's a, a tremendously deceiving situation. And the only reason why we have so much clarity on the situation coming out of Babylon the Great, which is just code language for Babylon means confusion or the spirit of great confusion that is like a hypnotism of witchcraft upon all the souls of the world. Like even the warlocks and witches that are not deceived as to what they're doing in relationship with the realm of the dead, they're still under that same hypnotism. They're still just as shocked as the Christians are by the realm of glory that's coming upon the nations. I mean, Satan shocked. The unbelievers of religion are shocked. The Pentecostals and Charismatics are shocked. The realm of the occult of Tartarus is shocked. The, the pen, you know, I mean, the glory stream is shocked. You know, I, I look at people that operate in signs and wonders. You know, they live in the awe of God, which means you're constantly shocked. Walking with God in the fear of the Lord, which is the, the awe of God that is, you're constantly blown away by the awesomeness of His resurrection outflowing power from your belly through your crucified soul with Christ, the Lamb on the throne. You live in the shock of God. You live in the awe of God. You live in the holy crap. That's why the angels around His throne are continuously shouting and proclaiming and exclaiming, Holy! Holy! Holy means, wow, we've never seen that before. It's amazing. My mind is blown. Holy is not a religious term. Holy is, I am astounded by this new thing that I just experienced passing through my mind, passing through my five physical senses. Heaven now, called holy, 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 instead of hell, instead of weeping and gnashing of teeth and sad and sorry and just sick and diseased and miserable every day just living in hell, in the graveyard, in the valley of dry bones. What are the valley of dry bones? Ezekiel 37. Religion. Religion, guys. Religion is the valley of dry bones. Ezekiel 37. And he's talking to Ezekiel. Prophet of God, can these dry bones live? Ezekiel said, Lord, you know. Ezekiel didn't have faith for it. Israel was so religious. Can these religious fanatics that only care about looking good in front of others. You know? External religion instead of internal sacrifice of the heart. Pharisaical, demonic, whitewashed tomb, open grave activity. Being a portal out of your belly of hell instead of a portal out of your belly of springs and rivers of Eden. Can these dry bones live in the valley of dry bones, prophet of God? Lord, you know. And the Lord says, prophesy to the four winds. Prophesy, son of man. Prophesy. And these bones shall live. This bride shall come out of the graveyard. This bride shall come out of the grave clothes and be clothed with the anointing oil and be clothed with the olive tree, with the full removal of the fig leaves of the curse of the fall, of self-protection, self-promotion, and selfish Christianity that is nothing less than the prostitute of Babylon, the whore of Babylon, a Christianity about me instead of a Christianity about Christ in me. You know, it's called magic arts. It's called witchcraft. 
Having begun in a Christianity of the Spirit that's about God, serving God's will, we finish in a Christianity of the flesh about doing my will, using the anointing for self instead of the anointing for the Father's will on earth as it is in heaven. The Father said to me today, most anointings, most anointings, not the minority, but the majority of anointings that he's given to people have been used for self and not for Christ the Messiah. Most people use the anointings in Babylon the Great for Satan instead of their anointing for building Christ's kingdom. And that's why they're all in competition. They're all in jealousy and envy and strife because it's about me instead of about thee. It's about institutions and organizations and church structures and apostolic networks and all this garbage of Satan instead of actual kingdom of heaven and the glory realm whacking society and setting the captives free. So can we bring forth a selfless people that will lay their lives down to the point of having no agenda? No agenda. That I'll just be like, every day, not my will, yours be done. And then the anointing will continue to turn up in your heart because you're doing the Father's will and you're not doing your own. You don't care what others think. You know they're demon-possessed. You can't listen to the natural man. Galatians 1, you can't listen to the natural man. You can only listen to the living Father. Do I serve God or man? If I was a servant of man, I'd be no servant of God. It is written. Do I serve man or God? Am I a servant of the anointing? of the anointed one? Am I a servant of the realm of the kingdom of heaven or am I a servant of the realm of the natural, which is a servant of demons and the serpents in the garden? Am I a servant of demons or am I a servant of Christ? Only two trees in the garden. You're either going to serve Christ with your heart or you're going to serve demons with your heart. And oftentimes when God gives an anointing to a man or a woman, they start out serving Christ and then they make it about themselves. And people get deceived and bewitched and caught up in that minister who makes it about them instead of about the kingdom of heaven. Now the kingdom of heaven is far greater than you could ever imagine. The kingdom of heaven will just annihilate the walls of politics, annihilate your boundary stones of Babylon the Great. I'm not talking about, you know, don't build the wall or build the wall. I'm talking about the walls of your heart coming down. I'm talking about learning how to love one another as Christ loves you. I'm talking about supernatural agape firepower that melts human hearts. That there is no stony heart. That the stone in their heart does not dissolve in the presence of the power of Almighty God. That's what's coming upon the world right now. You know, there, there is a necessary time of nations. And Moses says that he sets up his boundary lines of nations. And I tell you what, all the nations will be boiled in anointing oil. And it's going to be awesome. I mean, I'm not even worried about Russia. I'm not even worried about Democrats or Republicans. I'm not worried about Mexico. I'm not worried about anything. Cast your cares because he cares for you. You know? Are we warriors or warriors? Huh. Do we serve the living God? Are we stuck in the graveyard trying to do it in our own bone effort? What's the dead, dry bone of Ezekiel 37? 
It's me trying to do it without the anointing. Dry bones. <laughs> We've been trying to do Christianity, and even the leaders that are a little bit anointed, my God, it's time to live in the gush of the anointing oil, the gush of God. It's time to live in a, spur, a splurge of such anointing that there's absolutely no curse and no sting of death in like a 200-mile radius around your body. That's been available. Jesus walked in it. Paul walked in it. Barnabas walked in it. John walked in it. They did. Paul and Barnabas in the book of Acts go into a city, gigantic first world nations, highly developed, highly rich, highly sophisticated, and it would shake an earthquake and these people said, the gods have come down in the likeness of men. Paul they called Hermes, Barnabas they called Zeus. It is written, book of Acts. Does your Christianity is so astounding with the anointing and the gush of the glory realm of God out of your belly flowing springs and rivers that dissolve the power of Satan and the five natural senses of the curse realm? That people think you're God and you're like, no, no. I'm a son of God, and so are you. Receive Jesus. You're a daughter of God. You're the children of God. You were created in the beginning to be the sons and daughters of God, and we fell, and the fallen angels have been beating us up ever since. And now we're raised to newness of life above the fallen angels, above the stars that fell from heaven, through Christ Jesus, our resurrection power. Amen? Anyone who believes in Jesus has their soul attached to his life. And our salvation is based on the power of an indestructible life. Christ cannot die a second time. It is written. The lamb cannot be slain again. Religion would have you killing him all over again, over and over and over because they don't want you to grow in the glory, you start growing in the glory, and they'll come with the cross of religion and a crown of thorns and steal the favor of the Lord off your life, saying, you need to give God the glory. Stop getting blessed. You need to give up that favor and be poor and cursed and wear a crown of thorns. False humility, false humility, false humility. It's like, I don't think so, demons. I'm done with the wilderness listening to these serpent gospels. I've entered the promised land of milk and honey, of wine and oil, and he died so that I could live in heaven on earth, in the realm of abundant life, in the realm of freedom, in the realm of glory, in the realm of love and joy and fruitfulness that's so strong of the tree of life grown up in my heart that it consumes all the natural lying demon-possessed senses and they get exercised from the realm of the dead into the lake of fire. In the name of Jesus Christ. Can you grow up in your faith, anointing, and glory and exercise the natural senses of all flesh in your region? Yes, you can. You are the leaders of the end times great harvest. You were created to do it, to bear such fruitfulness of heaven on earth that your tree covers all flesh and you exercise their flesh with the glory of God, the fruitfulness of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, righteousness. Amen? justice and wisdom. 
you can exercise their senses with the anointing of prosperity called the grace of the Lord Jesus that is with your spirits to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit through your whole heart in all the garden of the earth and transform your cities and nations into the tree of life by your fruit-bearing tree. Here's the verse. Ezekiel 47, verse 12. Amplified classic. And on the banks of the river, on both its sides, there shall grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaf shall not fade, nor shall their fruit fail to meet the demand. Each tree, that's you, shall bring forth new fruit every month. These supernatural qualities being because their waters came from out of the sanctuary, out of your heart, and their fruit shall be for food and their leaves for healing. Your leaves shall not wither. Your leaves shall cover and your leaves shall multiply. Your anointing will grow and your anointing will heal and your anointing will deliver and your anointing will prosper. Everyone you cover with your agape, self-sacrificial, divine love in the name of Jesus Christ. Come into financial partnership with this apostolic witness. RedLetterMen.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.